Welcome to AO On Air. This is a podcast from ActiveOps, allowing us to present you topics ranging from operations management, leadership, technology, and new innovations. Check out all our episodes on YouTube channel AOTV or with your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple or Spotify. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome to AO On Air. This is a podcast that put on by ActiveOps. We're very excited to have a guest today uh, talking with us about a new product release. Peter Craig is a product manager for ActiveOps and he's released a new product in, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, welcome, Peter. Nice to see you again. And maybe you could just start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Hi, Michael. And, uh, great to be here. Um, a bit of background then. So I've been in the ops management gig for probably about best part of 20 years. You can pretty much call me a, a, an ops geek, if you like. Um, focus mainly these days on technology, but I've got a huge passion for, for people and uh, specifically how technology impacts people and improves their lives and obviously the organizations that they, they work for. Uh, last nine years, I've been working with ActiveOps, a uh, couple of guises. So I started out delivering our solutions uh, globally uh, to our, our customers in the last five years or so, been in the, the product world um, and uh, director currently of, of Casework IQ, which I think you mentioned we're, we're here to talk about. Excellent. Well, it's nice that you you can join us in uh, the 20 years. We can't call you a dinosaur, even though Jurassic Park or Jurassic World or whatever version is out there today. So we'll stop short of calling you a dinosaur, but great to have that experience and especially the uh, the recent experience in, in delivering solutions for our customers. So we had a, you had a big announcement. Uh, why don't we start there? It was a few weeks ago. Let's start with that in mind. Sure, absolutely. No, really, really exciting news. It was and happy to share that we've uh, now launched Casework IQ to the market. It's the newest product from ActiveOps, uh, workforce solutions specifically built for the um, casework and environment and, and to support that world, uh, enabling people to make better decisions, um, effectively manage and, and prioritize cases, um, and also manage the capacity to, to meet those demands. So we, we've already seen some huge interest uh, in the product, uh, which is great news. And we've got some really cool things lined up for the, uh, the future development roadmap. That's great. And we'll talk about a couple of use cases later. I mean, I think you did some beta programs with some of our customers, so it'll be interesting to hear some of that. So now that we know the answer to the question, uh, let's explore kind of the operations landscape. So, so why this product? Why now? You know, is something happening in operations that required this new tech to evolve? And, and the best, I, I was doing some research, I don't see a competitive solution to this out there. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think there's a couple of questions there. So maybe we'll start with the first one in terms of the operations landscape and um, maybe more specifically in, in the different types of activities that go on there. So you've really got two ends of the spectrum. Uh, the transactional world, which is very much a low variety, high volume, repetitive sort of activity. So we're talking about maybe completing application forms, uh, updating information, reconciling accounts, th th those sorts of things. Um, and then you have the other side, which is uh, often referred to as uh, if you like the front office or, or knowledge work, which is a far more a kind of a time-based activity. So what are we talking about? Things like relationship managers, um, legal entities, uh, HR, marketing, say, say for instance. Um, and then somewhere in the middle, you've got a mix of both. Um, now, typically, control IQs always address that transactional world, um, those kind of kind of processing uh, types of uh, events and activities. 
Um, but recently, we've seen a, a far bigger increase in, in, in the more uh, complex work. So, you know, some of this has been driven by um, robotic process automation taking over some of those transactional um, types of tasks. Um, we've seen a far more um, uh, kind of demand from our customers in terms of bespoke products uh, and, uh, and offerings uh, and also increased regulation. So as a result, as I mentioned, things have got more complex. Um, so we've now got um, types of activities that kind of sit in that middle ground that are more multi-touch. Um, so they, they get picked up and put down um, multiple times, uh, not just within organizations. Sometimes it goes to third-party vendors or uh, even back to the customer, um, which means you know, the, the times that these things take to, to uh, process are often varied. It can be days, weeks, months um, even. And then the different systems involved as well, um, you know, that, that, that's magnitude as well, uh, magnified too. Um, and in terms of uh, volumes, um, often very volatile. Uh, we're often waiting for uh, customers or third parties to get things back to us or even other areas of the, the operation. So typically, um, Control IQ always address the transactional environment. So that those kind of um, tasks that, that are far more um, process orientated. But we've recently seen an increase uh, in the complexity of that type of work. So some of that's driven from uh, robotic process automation, um, taking up some of that and, and leaving more, more complex um, answers at the end. Um, customers are far more demanding in terms of kind of bespoke offerings. Um, and we've also seen uh, an increase in, in regulation. So, you know, this environment's now changed. And we're seeing, um, you know, far more um, processing being, being uh, multi-touch um, and, and, and varied in terms of um, the types of activity. So uh, in terms of time, um, rather than just kind of getting something one and done, um, these things are taking you know, days, weeks, months even. Uh, the people that touch it, varied skill sets, uh, may not even be within our organization. Um, it could well be a, a third party uh, or even back to a customer in terms of um, having to wait for, for that information to come back. Uh, which means that those gaps um, are, are very disparate in terms of uh, completion times. Yep. The volumes uh, that come in are very volatile um, and, and also have impacts from different systems within our, our, our operation. So there's a lot of challenges there now facing our operations leaders. Yep. Um, it's really, really difficult to, to predict um, the uh, kind of effort that goes in uh, to meeting those SLAs or even getting those backlogs down. Managing performance as well is also challenging in terms of um, having some sort of comparative baseline to go against. And then also making sure that the quality of the processes are, are, are up to scratch. Um, it's really hard when we just don't have that visibility end to end. Yeah, and when, so, when, we, when we think about those characteristics, Peter, it seems like, uh, you know, you said varied inputs, multiple inputs, sources, uh, varied systems, uh, the type of work is more complex. That probably leads to me to assume, and maybe I'm wrong, but assume that they're, they're probably higher paid employees that are touching these cases because they're specialists. Uh, there's probably more at risk of these cases being done, resolved rightly and on time because they're, you know, they could be regulatory, as you mentioned, or, or high value or, or, or something like that. So, I mean, it, that seems like it escalates the need for uh, just doing things on time and correctly, right? Absolutely, Michael. And, and in terms of um, you know those different skill sets, um, yeah, they, they you know a higher um, um, range of skills, um, and as a result, yes, that that resource is a higher cost. Um, on top of that, you, you're right. They said getting it wrong 
the risk factor is huge. The cost of failure is massive. Um, and I've seen some real horror stories out there. And that's really where Casework IQ comes into play to, to support and enable uh, those operations to, uh, to, to be safe, um, yeah. but, but also efficient. Yeah, that's interesting because if you think about some of those use cases, there's probably less numbers of employees, but higher value of the work being done, I suppose. So so maybe let's go and explore a couple of examples. Uh, maybe we start with banking. Um, you've, sure. you've run some betas. Is there a couple of examples that stick out there? Yeah, um, I, I, probably just a bit of history on this too. I mean, if we dial the clock back to 2008, you know, we had a, a you know financial crisis globally, and and you know one of the big things that changed after that was regulators cracked down really hard on on the rules in in terms of how banks operate, and and that has been developing over the last you know 15 years or so, and banks have had to keep up uh, to ensure that they deliver um, on those regulations. Um, if they don't, the cost of fat is huge. Um, and this is uh, you know, one of the areas we've seen, just as an example, uh, one case uh, costing a bank a fine of you know, over you know, 200 million pounds. Um, and if you consider that bank's got millions of cases, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's really a, a minefield in terms of you know, what, what could go wrong and, and, and what that would cost the bank. Um, so in terms of you know, Casework IQ and, and how that's um, supported uh, that environment, well, we, we, we put in uh, an early warning system. So uh, in terms of ensuring SLAs are, are met and, and there's an early intervention, uh, we, we provided some real-time dashboards that, that highlight where cases are, are being dragged away from that SLA. So for instance, uh, if resources are being drained out, if you like, a, a kind of like a vampire, if you like, a vampire case, if you like, um, the, uh, the, the, the leaders get notified early doors so that they can make that intervention and allocate more resource towards that. There's also other sorts of cases um, that just drag along and, and don't go anywhere. But as they do, they, they encroach further towards that, that, that SLA uh, date. Uh, so we can call that out and we can um, identify them and make sure that, um, that those cases are, are addressed in time. The other thing that we've got is, um, if you like, a, a safety uh, net um, and, and a bird's eye view um, across the operation of, of where we are in terms of those SLAs. So we can aggregate the picture up uh, for a senior leader to be able to see, you know, are we safe today? That makes it far easier to manage backlogs, identify where the bottlenecks are and where we need to um, implement resource. Uh, and on top of all of that, um, we've also um, seen some, some longer term improvements in terms of being able to um, identify um, and understand the profile of a case, so all the different touch points, you know, the different skill levels required and the different time it takes to complete uh, different types of cases means, um, and, and as an example from, from one of the, the, the beta customers, um, they can run that through a process discovery tool to understand where the efficiencies are, where the, the, the quality um, lies as well in terms of um, identifying any uh, uh, failure demand that might come through or, or rework. Um, and, and we've seen that in, in one of our customers, you know, really improve uh, in terms of their, their efficiency, but, but also the, the quality of, of their delivery while still meeting their, their SLAs. Yeah, so interesting. So in the banking, it's, the, you know, the know your customer, which you referred to in the 2008 timeframe, which was introduced. And that, of course, anti-money laundering and terrorist funding is a, a massive threat, uh, both from a financial fine, as you, as you outlined, and, and also the reputation they would take if they, if, you know, if, if they did. We, I think we recently had a U.S. bank that also had a pretty significant fine for missing some deadlines and 
and, and, and the deadline was probably missed just because they didn't know. So but, but if you translate that to kind of meta, for, for in the U.S. particularly, because we have this kind of payer-based system, not the universal healthcare system, uh, I, you know, health insurance seems it seems to be there's these high risk cases. There's uh, kind of medical reviews, and, and I know we're dealing with some of our insurance customers, and it seems like that would be a good fit for them too because they've got these. You know, maybe a, it's a cancer patient or something, and and, and there's there's long term choices they have to make in a short term, but there's big ramifications, and and that case doesn't just go away after that one decision. There could be multi year things. So is is it a good fit for that kind of thing as well? These kind of medical review cases. Uh, absolutely, and you know, going back to that kind of landscape view, if you like, the the, the point is, you know, it, it's um, a a, a uh, an activity that you know has got an end to end that we need to keep an eye on the whole time, but also has some transactional elements to it that you know we cater for. So that's a, that's a you know a great example, and also one that you know it's really important that you know organisations get right. Yeah, yeah, and and just again, high value. I mean. Uh, not only could it reflect in in healthcare, but in outcomes, but also the financial ramifications of of, of care and things. So interesting. That's great. So so you talked about some interesting uh, inputs from a, from a visibility standpoint. So what what kind of reports? I, I, you kind of mentioned backlog and things like that, and and an early warning system. What are the reports and insights that managers and directors would get from Casework IQ um, that they don't have today? So we have an early warning system within the tool, and that identifies the SLAs of every individual case, the real-time position of that case, and the insight into all of the different touch points. So who did it, when they did what, what it was they did, and how long it took them to do it. And that gives us a high-level view of, of where the cases are at, but, but also compared to a standard flight path for that type of case, it also identifies those that have veered off and potentially, we need to take some early intervention to ensure that we meet that SLA. And these are these are reports and insights that are just at kind of I hate to say out of the box because every every bank and every insurance company is a little different. But it's these are standard reports, right? Absolutely, they're in there from from, from day one. And the other neat thing uh, about them is they can be aggregated up to any level of the organisation. So you know, if a senior leader wanted a bird's eye view of the position right now uh, to answer, you know, are we safe? They've got that in the palm of their hand, so it's it's you know a, a, a really simple way to 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 understand you know are we safe? Do we need to uh, make any intervention now? Uh, and 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 you know do we manage our backlogs effectively? Yeah, so that wow, that that could be a game changer, especially because they probably have a case management system, right? A Pega system or a, a homegrown system or Appian or any of those that they they do case management. But they they probably don't get that aggregate view. Is that a, a key differentiator here, or, or create a real add-on to those systems? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, I think so. But there's another piece to this because case management systems are great and they're useful. Um, but generally, um, they would be looking at where the case is, the workload itself. So predominantly, the, the outputs I'd get from that is you know what stage the case is at, when was the last time it was touched, who owns it. Um, now, that's all well and good and important information, but when we tie that up with the people side and we say, okay, well, we need to plan to ensure that we've got enough people to deliver upon our SLAs, uh, we also need to know the people factors. So, you know, who's at a meeting? Who's um, on annual leave today? And um, what other project work is somebody doing? Because if we can't classify all that information in terms of time, um, then we can't plan for it. 
And what Casework IQ is effectively um, puts them two things together. So it, it joins up the dots between the work and the resource and makes sure that we're able to, to plan to balance the two act together to, to meet our outcomes. And that leads to one of a core competency of active ops, which is forecasting and planning. And um, so are those same principles there, or is it different for casework? Is it, it just applies the principle to complex type of work? Absolutely. So, um, you know, in, in, in you know, the first regard, um, safety first. Um, so that embedded um, AOM management process is within the tool itself, which means uh, we provide tighter control um, over the environment. In terms of then forecasting effectively, um, we, can, we can look at the, the workload and also the resource and the different types of arrival patterns. So mentioning the, the kind of case profiles, the different types of cases and the different inputs, um, we're able to um, overlay the type of resource that's available, including the skill sets, to ensure that we have the right amount of resource to do that work. And all that's uh, using the, uh, the kind of functionality within the tool, uh, similar to, to the con control IQ offering. Yeah. Um, there's probably something um, I should also pick up on this one, Michael, in terms of um, the opportunity available and, and something that was quite interesting for us. And maybe this is due to um, kind of the maturity of, 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 of the sector, maybe. Um, but uh, we're actually seeing a lot higher um, productivity improvement in terms of um, the case management world and the case working world. So, so we're actually seeing, you know, uh, over and above kind of 20, 25 percent. Uh, productivity improvement from from employing um, casework IQ, um, which you know is, is, is again more, more added value in terms of not just being safe um, and, and and having kind of good um, process improvement tools, but but actually getting a, a return on that investment is you know great for our customers. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that, especially because we talked earlier about the the resources potentially being more expensive or or higher salaried, whatever the mechanism is that that percentage of productivity increase allows you to do more with less or more with the same. And as we maybe stare at a great uh, recession in, in the, in the face that that's going to become even more impactful, I think. Right. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is all great stuff, Peter. If, if someone wanted to catch, pick up the conversation directly with you, uh, how, what's the best way to find you? Well, you can get me on LinkedIn, of course. Um, but, but ultimately, um, if you know, if, if, if you didn't want to speak to me, you want to speak to one of our other guys as well, you can also uh, visit the Active Op website and we've got plenty of people there can talk to you about casework IQ. Yeah, and they could show those reports and, and uh, you know, examples, et cetera. So, so basically, if you're, a, if you're an ML, uh, MLRO uh, or an AML-specific person in a, in a bank or maybe somebody over the clinical systems and medical review in an insurance company, they should uh, pick up the phone or, or dial up Google and find us and, and, and uh, fill out that form. That's excellent. Anything else you want to share with, uh, with us about ActiveOps or the Casework IQ? Uh, not really for now. I said we had a big launch last week. Um, so um, really, it's, it's all about some of the, the cool future stuff that, that we're coming uh, down the line. But uh, but for now, I think we're, we're, we're all good. And thank you for uh, thank you for the time. Yeah, excellent. And great, great information, Peter. Really, really interesting because you start thinking about workforce management, and workforce optimization. 
in, in kind of those non-traditional areas, not the call center, not the high volume, but the, the really specialty work. So it's great to see a product like this enter the, enter the market. So thanks a lot, Peter. And for everybody watching and listening, please catch other uh, AO on Air episodes on our AOTV channel, or you can find them on your favorite podcast player. We also have a host of resources on activeops.com where you can go to the resource hub or you can go to product pages like Casework IQ and get a little more detail. And as, as Peter mentioned, you can get in touch with us. Thanks so much and everybody have a great day. At ActiveOps, we call it Management Process Automation, or MPA. MPA helps managers make better decisions by providing a consistent, easy-to-understand view of capacity and productivity. MPA does the hard work of consolidating information, forecasting and planning, and even gives you visibility of skills and capabilities across your enterprise. Your managers can make decisions based on a complete picture of their operations and then get back to leading. As work progresses, MPA helps managers spot problems early and deal with them proactively, celebrate successes properly, and match resource to workload in real time. By making managers more effective, MPA reduces operational costs. Best of all, the right MPA tools make it possible to deliver all these benefits across global enterprises with thousands of employees. Solutions like Workwear Plus from ActiveOps, Workwear Plus builds on our 20 years of experience supporting service operations to give you a 360-degree view of your operations, helping you turn operations management from a guessing game into a game-changing source of efficiency and value. Employees are empowered to manage their days and weeks, feeling accomplished, confident and able to balance work and personal life. Wherever your organization or customers live and work, ActiveOps is ready to help you deliver world-class service and employee engagement to help your company thrive. ActiveOps. See further. Know more. Move faster.